What a surprise, y'all. I've done it again. I'm recording this episode of the podcast after the next Doctor Who episode aired. But welcome back to Brilliant Podcasts, the show where I discuss each new episode of Doctor Who. My name is Kim, and today I am talking about Series 11, Episode 8, The Witchfinders. This episode was written by Joy Wilkinson. Joy also wrote next week's episode which has now aired. Getting into the episode, Team Tardis enters a village that is not where the Doctor was intending to go. This is a common theme in the show, and we're headed somewhere where we're not meant to be, and we'll probably end up in some mess and have to save the day. But from what Graham says, it sounds like they were trying to get to Elizabeth I's coronation. The doctor goes over to a kid and bobs for apples and asks if it's Halloween, but the kid says it's a Sunday and they do this every Sunday. Everyone's having a sort of party until a man rings a bell and announces that Mistress Savage requests everyone's presence and that the ceremony will begin. I had a feeling that maybe Mr. Savage was some sort of alien and I really wished like Missy would show up and would recognize the doctor just by the fact that she and her friends are in different modern clothes. Anyway, Team Tardis follows the solemn villagers as a masked man watches from behind. The doctor reminds her friends not to interfere with the fundamental fabric of history, even if something's not right, because whatever's about to happen seems like it can't be good, because the people have gone from celebrating to more somber. So the doctor is trying to not get involved, but I'm sure she will. As they keep walking, Yaz asks a crying woman if she's okay and what's happening, but the woman keeps walking faster. Graham recognizes that they're in Lancashire as he sees Pendle Hill ahead of them. The group of villagers gathers on the edge of the river. Mr. Savage, from across the river, addresses them. She calls them the people of Bilehurst Crag. The doctor realizes this is a 17th century witch trial, as Mr. Savage says they must test the accused. The woman who Yaz tried to ask what was going on, whose name is Willa, calls out to her granny, the woman on trial, Old Mother Twisted. The accused is chained to the ducking stool, which is made from the mightiest tree on Pendle Hill that is on its side kind of like a lever. She is to be ducked in the river. If she drowns, she is innocent. If she doesn't, she is a witch and will then be hanged. Ryan and Yaz want to do something about this, but Graham reminds them that the doc said not to interfere. Old Mother Twiston tells Willa not to cry and says she'll still be with her. She's ducked and the doctor jumps in the water after her. So much for not interfering, says Ryan. Mistress Savage says the doctor will be punished for interfering. She gets the woman out of the water, but she's already dead. Mr. Savage says now they have no way of knowing whether Mother Twiston was a witch or not. She has her guards go to Team Tardis and says she'll take no chances and presumably will duck Willa Twiston as well. The doctor bets neither of the Twistons are witches and thinks Savage is just a murderer. The doctor shows Savage the psychic paper when she asks who she is, and she reads that the doctor is Witchfinder General. 
Mr. Savage apologizes to the doctor, accepting her authority, and invites her to talk privately in her home about the matter. The doctor sends everyone home after having made Mr. Savage promise not to harm anyone else. Willa says she has to bury her granny, and the masked man still looks on, yet unseen by the others. Team Tardis walks with the guards and Mr. Savage. She says her name is Becca Savage, and she is the landowner of Bilehurst Crag, which was passed to her when her husband died. She's been trying to be a benevolent leader, but it's difficult in these times for women. Also, they're walking to her home because she had all the horses shot because they're creatures of Satan. Anyway... Graham says he's done a witch trial walking tour of Pendle Hill and had never heard of Bilehurst Crag. And he had heard that Mr. Savage has killed 36 people. The team wants to find out what happens that wipes this place off the map. The doctor, Ryan, and Graham go to Mr. Savage's home while Yaz goes off to find Willa. Becca Savage says Satan is manifesting himself in the village and the witches are in league with him. Kill the witches? Defeat Satan. She says in King James's new Bible, it says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. And the doctor says in the New Testament, it says love thy neighbor, which is why they've come. She says helping them solve their problems without killing one is what King James would want. Before they can say anything else, the masked man enters, removes his mask, and it's King James himself, played by Alan Cumming. He calls himself God's chosen ruler and Satan's greatest foe, and he's there to vanquish the witchcraft in the land. He says he had to wear the mask because he has enemies everywhere and he has to travel incognito. Also, he just likes the drama. The doctor shows him the psychic paper, saying they're witchfinders, but it says witchfinders assistant when he looks at it. He turns to Graham, assuming he's witchfinder general. He thinks a woman could never be general, and the doctor purposely plays dumb and calls Graham boss. King James keeps being sexist and then flirts with Ryan a little bit, I think. Anyway, he keeps talking to Mr. Savage, saying he thinks she needs help in her crusade against witchcraft. And the doctor tries to tell him that's why they're there, but he ignores her, saying it's his job, not hers. And then Mr. Savage basically says she doesn't mind killing all her people as long as it helps defeat Satan. Outside, Willa is preparing her granny's grave as Yaz looks on. Yaz calls out to her as she sees a branch or a root or something rising out of the ground next to her. Yaz hits it with a shovel and it dissolves into mud. So this has to be our alien, right? Yaz says she wants to help, but Willa says nobody can and she runs off. So maybe it is witchcraft, but also aliens. We'll find out. Back at the house, the doctor, Graham, and Ryan sneak into Becca's bedroom to do some snooping. The doctor is determined to get to the bottom of this despite being patronized by King James. Then Ryan finds an axe under the bed and says Becca must be paranoid. Yaz comes in to tell them what had happened with Willa. She describes the thing that came out of the ground as a mud tendril, which got all over her when she smashed it. The doctor scans 
the mud on her clothes with a sonic screwdriver and determines it's just regular mud. The doctor goes with Yaz to find Willa and the mud and leaves Ryan and Graham with Becca and King James, reminding them to make sure there aren't any more witch hunts. King James introduces his personal guardian, named Alfonso, to Becca, Ryan, and Graham. Becca says they should get to the village to continue their witch hunt, but Ryan distracts King James by asking him about his toolkit for witch finding. The king also has the hat his first witch finder, Scotty, wore before he had him shot for betraying him. The king lets Graham wear the hat, who says King James can trust him, to which he says he can trust no one. This is why he has so many charms in his kit to ward off evil spirits. He puts a pin on Ryan's jacket that looks kind of like an eye to keep an eye on him. King James also carries a pricker, which is used to prick witches' marks. If a witch doesn't bleed when pricked, that indeed means she is a witch. The king gives a spare one to Becca to use. They turn to leave with Alfonso, and Ryan and Graham try to distract them from leaving. King James says by nightfall they'll have destroyed all the witches in the village. Yas and the doctor find Willa, who is about to leave the village. The doctor asks if they can talk first. They say they're not witch finders, and they ask for her help so they can help her. In her home, Willa says her grandmother made medicines for people that needed them, but she wasn't a witch, and everyone knew that. She also reveals that she and Becca are cousins, and they were close before Becca was married. Willa thought she and her granny would be safe when the witch hunt started, but everyone in the village turned on each other. As they enter the forest, Becca tells Graham she wants to hurry and complete the witch hunt because Satan is all around them. She says people who are good have nothing to fear, and Graham asks her if she's a good person. She says that her conscience is clean. Willa offers some of her granny's special tea to Yaz and the doctor, which soothes the soul. She isn't having any, though, because she feels too sick. The doctor asks if she can check her over, saying, Don't worry, I am a doctor, and scans her with a sonic screwdriver. Willa asks if the thing in the mud was Satan, and the doctor says she doubts it, and she doesn't believe in Satan. She says Willa seems perfectly normal and not even sick. Yaz says she thinks it's just dread and fear, comparing it to when a girl in school turned the whole class against her. Yaz and the doctor tell Willa they'll stand up to Becca together and make the village safe again. They prepare to go and get a sample of the mud. As they walk through the forest, King James tells Ryan how loyal Alfonso is, but that he'll eventually betray him. Ryan asks why it's so hard for King James to trust people. He says it's because his mother murdered his father, and then she was imprisoned and beheaded. He was then raised by regents, who then died. Regents are people who are appointed to administer a country in the absence of a ruler. I had to look it up. There have been many attempts to kidnap or kill King James, as he tells Ryan. So Ryan suggests he go back to London to keep himself safe. But King James says God will keep him safe while he hunts the witches. The doctor scans the mud and it appears to be just that, mud. 
She's a bit disappointed. She puts a bit in a small jar, and it starts bouncing around inside, so she's no longer disappointed. Then Willow's granny comes up to them. Well, something reanimating her body comes up to them. It tries to get the small jar from the doctor, but can't move very quickly. The doctor ends up giving the jar to it, and it eats it. As the doctor wonders if a sentient mod is one mass or separate entities, more reanimated bodies begin to surround them. Elsewhere in the woods, Willow's scream is heard by the others. Ryan tells King James he should stay put to stay safe, but the king says nowhere is safe until Satan is vanquished. They start heading towards the source of the scream and come upon the doctor, Yaz, and Willa, surrounded by what are essentially zombies in some form. King James yells witchcraft as he sees them. Becca accuses Willa of being the witch all along, but Willa and the doctor say she's not. King James tells Alfonso to shoot them, but as he approaches Willa's granny, she yells in the air and in the earth, which is part of a prayer that Willa was saying over her body earlier. And a pulse of energy comes from her hands, knocking Alfonso down and killing him. Everyone runs away back through the forest, but the zombies don't seem to be following them. Yaz, Ryan, and Graham run off to see what the zombies are doing, and King James asks what they are. Becca, of course, says, it was the work of Satan. The doctor explains that it wasn't Satan or witches, but that they were being controlled by something not of this earth in the mud. She's not buying the coincidence that there are mud aliens on earth at the same time as the biggest witch hunt in England. She realizes that they must be related and that the mud must have become sentient before today. She asks Becca what she knows and what's really been happening here in Bilehurst Crag. Becca then accuses the doctor of being Satan's acolyte, since she thinks the doctor is using her wand, the sonic screwdriver, to, wait to raise the dead. King James agrees with Becca and blames the doctor for Alfonso's death and pulls out his sword. The doctor says it'd be easier getting through this if she were still a bloke, because she wouldn't have to waste time defending herself. Willa defends the doctor, saying she really was trying to save them, but Becca asks her if she's in league with the witches like she thought. Anyway, then King James arrests the doctor for being a witch, and Becca's guard sees her. In the village, the doctor's wrists are tied above her to a tree as she stands on a platform in front of it. King James tells her he's an expert on witchcraft, but wishes to learn more. He wants to know how her wand works. Back in the woods, Yaz, Graham, and Ryan watch the zombies walk by, and they follow them. I'm just going to keep calling them zombies. I know they're aliens possessing bodies, but I'm just going to call them zombies. The doctor asks King James who he really is behind the mask in the drama. She tells him he can't keep hurting people because of his own inner darkness regarding the loss of his parents at a young age. He asks who the doctor is and how she knows things about him. She says she knows because we're all the same and want the same things. She tells him to trust her 
and to stop being afraid of things he doesn't understand. She says he has to let her go so he can defeat evil. He says he doesn't know what she is, and there's only one way to find out, presumably ducking her in the river. He tells his guards to summon the villagers. Yaz, Graham, and Ryan follow the mud zombies into Becca's home. The zombies go into Becca's room, so Yaz guesses they must be looking for her. The zombie of Willa's granny picks up the axe Becca was hiding under her bed, and the zombies take it and leave. At the edge of the river, the doctor is led to the ducking stool. She takes off her coat and asks Becca what it is she's hiding. She ignores the question and tells her to sit on the stool and goes to chain her up. She says the ducking stool was invented to silence foolish women who talk too much. The doctor says this is daft, because talking's brilliant. As Becca touches the edge of the stool, energy crackles, reacting to her touch. The doctor points this out, and Becca says she warned her to keep quiet. The doctor then asks why Becca had a pile of handkerchiefs and an empty medicine bottle in her room, and Becca dodges this question as well. She says she'll go after the doctor's friends once she deals with her. I had a feeling maybe this means Becca was the witch after all, or at least had something affecting her, probably of alien origin, and she's been trying to cover it up. Over in the forest, Yaz, Ryan, and Graham hear a bell ringing from the river. Graham says there must be another ducking, and Ryan says the doctor wouldn't let that happen again, but says, unless realizing it's the doctor who's getting ducked. They run off. Becca speaks to the crowd gathered by the river, telling her people and King James that the doctor is an agent of Satan and the worst witch of them all. Becca tells the king to give the word to duck the doctor. As he says it, a black tear rolls down Becca's cheek. The doctor says, I was right. Team Tardis arrives and the doctor is ducked. Graham, Yaz, and Ryan plead with the king to get her out of the water, and he obliges, saying it's been long enough. Becca says it hasn't, but the stool is raised, and the doctor is gone. Everyone asks where she went, and after about 30 seconds, she walks out of the river, saying she's not a witch, when the king says she must be a very powerful one to get out of the water like that. She says she's just good at holding her breath and getting out of chains, thanks to a very wet weekend with Houdini. Then the mud zombies arrive, with the axe, and the doctor tells Becca to come stand with her, since the zombies have come for her. Granny Zombie starts saying that prayer again, but Becca tells them to stop, and they obey her. The doctor says she thought they'd come to kill her and doesn't understand. Becca coughs, and the doctor says it's in her, meaning the mud. Becca explains that she had cut down Mother Twiston's favorite tree because it spoiled her view. The mud entered her then, through her leg, which she explained as Satan poisoning her. She says she did God's work killing the other witches, hoping he would save her. She took medicine from her granny, which didn't work, and she had to kill her by ducking because she knew the secret. She admits to the doctor, King James, and everyone else that she is the witch. 
she can't hold Satan back any longer, and she becomes a mud zombie. The doctor says it's not Satan possessing Becca, but something not of this earth. As she stands back up, zombie Becca says, Morax. She demands the king be handed over. The doctor asks where her king is, and zombie Becca says he's waiting. They've all waited, trapped in Pendle Hill for too long. The Morax army was imprisoned there for war crimes. Morax Becca threatens to fill all the humans so they can be free, including their king, filling King James. They want to fill the entire planet with rage and force and hate. And Morax Becca uses the force towards the doctor and the others. Obviously, not really the force, but similar emotions knocking everyone over. Graham is woken up by Yaz, saying they all got zapped by Becca, who took the king and knocked everyone else out too. So, it turns out Bilehurst means sacred tree on a hill. The part of the tree Becca chopped down is the one that's being used as the ducking stool. The doctor says it's a tree that isn't a tree. It's old alien technology. Actually, it's a security system that's been keeping the Morax imprisoned in the hill. So it responded to Becca's touch earlier because of the Morax mud inside her. Or the Morax entity. Whatever. The doctor breaks some of the branches off the lock tree, and they light them like torches. The doctor says the smoke will be toxic to the Morax so they can get close enough to rescue King James. Graham gives the doctor the hat he'd been wearing from King James, you know, the one with a bullet hole in it from when he had his old witch finder shot. Anyway, he calls her Morax Finder General. She asks Team Tardis if they're ready for battle, and Willa joins them, saying, Yes, we are. She's done being scared and knows the path up the hill to lead them to the remaining part of the tree that still stands at the top. At the base of the tree, Becca, Queen of the Morax, strikes the tree with an axe calling out to her king, who rises like a large tendril of mud, wanting to inhabit King James. Team Tardis shows up, telling Queen Morax to back off. After some back and forth, the doctor is able to reactivate the prison, sending the Morax king back into the hill. The Morax entities are also drawn out of the bodies they'd been inhabiting, leaving Mother Twiston and the other witches behind. Only the Queen Morax in Becca's body remains until King James burns her. He's pleased with himself, saying he's vanquished Satan and killed the witch. The doctor gives him the hat back and says no more witch hunts and gives him a good side eye. In the morning, the group walks up to the TARDIS and King James asks, what apparition is this? The doctor says it's just another thing he won't be able to tell anyone about. He promises to never speak of what happened, and he owes her his life. He says the name Bilehurst will be erased from the records. That's why earlier, Graham said the witch tour he went on didn't mention Bilehurst Crag. Yaz asks Willa what she'll do, and she says she'll find a new home and become a healer like her granny, a doctor. King James requests that Ryan come back to London with him to be his protector. He politely declines, but gives him the eye pin back. Graham quotes Tarantino, which King James mistakes for Ezekiel, 
and Team TARDIS gets in the TARDIS, letting the King and Willow watch them dematerialize. King James asks, where did they go? And Willow laughs. And that's the end. I think this was a pretty good episode. The plot was well written again without any weird plot points or loose ends they forgot to tie up. I liked how the secondary characters in this episode interacted with the Doctor and her friends. It's definitely fitting that the Doctor got accused of witchcraft seeing as she's always using technology in the past around those that would have no explanation for it. I was kind of annoyed at first with how much King James related everything to being Satan's fault, but he sticks to his guns. Even at the end when he sees the TARDIS, he still doesn't know how to explain it, and just thinks it's an apparition. I'm going to place this episode in the middle of my ratings lineup. So I still have The Woman Who Fell to Earth in first place, then Kerblam, then Arachnids in the UK, and then this one, The Witchfinders then Demons of the Punjab, then Rosa, followed by the Ghost Monument, and finally the Saranga Conundrum. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Brilliant Podcast, on Twitter at Brilliant PCast, brilliantpodcast.tumblr.com, and you can email me at brilliantpodcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to Brilliant Podcast at anchor.fm slash brilliant-podcast or on soundcloud.com slash brilliantpodcast. You can also find Brilliant Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and CastBox, and Overcast.